0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, we're back for another week of In the End Zone with Coach Noel Mazzoni. We've watched a lot of football games this past week, and we're going to dig into a few of those. And our topic today is going to be halftime adjustments. So, Noel, it's great to have you back for another week of, of Talking Ball, and I'm excited to get into this topic.
1: Yeah, the only thing that's hurting right now is my lawn's not getting mowed or the weeds pulled because I sit all day inside watching football games. I told Heidi the other day, we got, we got to get a TV that we can put outside.
0: You have to get something going to your phone or iPad and just put that thing right on the front of the lawnmower yes. and walk it around the yard. Well, the the topic of halftime adjustments, actually one you and I have not talked about in any of our conversations on the podcast or otherwise. So I'm excited to dig into this one. And what really brought it up is that in the games you've watched, you saw some things that were being adjusted and you know, making a difference there in the second half.
1: Yeah. And I, that's just kind of one thing that kind of hit me. Uh, it made me think back, and I'm going to read you some stats here, okay, Keith? Mm-hmm. Some numbers, all right? Um, like like what really matters in a football game, okay? So it's, uh, you know, the what matters. And uh, some interesting stats here. The, the firsts matter. This is a study done over the last five years at the FBS level. The team that was more efficient on first downs, okay, meaning, you know, making their whatever it is, three and a half yards or whatever on first down, won 71% of the time. The team's leading after the first quarter won 77% of the time. Uh, the team leading after the first half won 84% of the games. Okay, And the team that scored first won 69%. And the one that really hit me was the average FBS team scores a touchdown on just 20% of their drives when they are inefficient on the first play of a drive okay when they are efficient on p and ten they score 45% of the time so almost double their their scoring so i thought that was that was just some kind of you know interesting interesting facts about like we talk about we we game plan and talk about third down red zone coming out the situational football all right but how much do we talk about drive starters mm-hmm. you know how much do we talk about you know um, you know, the, the first play of the, the game, the first – are we just calling one to see where we're at? Um, are we talking about coming out and being efficient on first down? All right. So how many times if you go back and self-scouter, you're looking at yourself and you say, man, I'm just taking low percentage throws on first downs. I said, let's just be efficient on first down. So I thought that was all kind of interesting uh, Interesting stats about uh, about college football.
0: Yeah, you look at those, you know, a high percentage of correlation to winning, certainly. The thing, I think, when you look at it, you know, coming off the field, right, I think a lot of times, what are those first plays going to be? You know, in between series, I was always scripting at least three and then looking at what I wanted to do if, you know, we hit a third and long, third and short, got into the red zone, et cetera. Um, But certainly the, the first plays are important you mentioned the one scoring first 69% of the stats you gave, that was the lowest uh, correlating one, but that's still a high percentage for you as, as an offensive coordinator, you know, did you have a preference if you guys won the toss that you took the ball or deferred?
1: It really didn't matter to me, whatever, whatever the, you know, unless there was some like unbelievable weather conditions or things like that. Um, I always wanted the ball first because I'm. You're always looking for po- as many possessions as you can get. All right. Well, do I want that pose- that extra possession in the first half, or do I want it in the second half? So I think that's so. You know, there's some things that 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 you look at, but I just pretty much, pretty much the head coach pretty much decided what, uh, well, you know, what asked me, and I was like, hey, you know, whatever you whatever you think think I felt comfortable with with either. Play, get, getting getting at the first possession of the second possession. You know. And so one of the things that I think that I always did I started doing was in my call sheet I would actually I actually would would game plan drive starters during the week. So I had the the ones highlighted. Um, you know, these were my drive starters. These were my P and ten calls which I which I felt were probably Yeah, a little bit on the safe side. Now, you're going to take your shot every now and then on first down, but I'm talking about uh, uh, starting to drive, is that I would do that. And then the other one I always scripted was my made first down, because I always felt that once I made the first, first down in a drive, I felt you could kind of get into the rhythm of your offense. So to me, it was always the hardest thing was always making that first, first down. Once you make the first first down in the drive, now you start getting your now you start getting your tempo, and you start to catch a little rhythm, and you kind of get things going. So I thought it was I I would spend more I would spend some time, and and actually, you know, game plan third down, you game plan red zone, you game plan coming off or third and short or whatever. All right, we would I, I would actually game plan my drive starters, my my P and tens, okay, and all right. After I made that first first down, what was I thinking?
0: Looking at the information that you're getting from the press box, and you're you are a guy who like to call everything from the field. So you have guys upstairs charting certain things for you, getting you certain information. And what kinds of things were you looking for, both yourself, I guess, the things that you look at on the field, as well as from the information that you're getting from the press box?
1: So the first thing I would com- I would come in and want to know about the third down, because to me that's the most important. I don't have a chance to call any of my any of the plays on my call sheet if I don't make first downs. And I can start getting into my call sheet a little bit. So it's like, okay, what are there any changes to what we think? Is it more pressure, less pressure? How we are we doing a good job with our with, with handling pressure if they're a pressure team? Do we need to get more quick game? Do we need to change you know, that so that was kind of the discussion. And then uh and then the next one was, all right, um, how, how efficient were we in the red zone? Okay, do we need to do we need to uh, you know run the ball more down there, uh, whatever? Okay, and then and then from there I kind of would I would kind of we would have all the basically drive charts from the first half is then we would we would basically start building the second half uh, call sheet. Um, you know, okay, what did we like in the first half from the old line coach? What's the runs you really like? Where are you feeling good on what pass, where our pass game is, et cetera. So we, I would start building a kind of a second half call sheet off of that. And then also uh, when, when we get in there is, is, to me is, all right, what's, how many explosives have we had in the first half? Because that matters. All right. Mm-hmm. Big plays matter. Okay. So if you have a plus 12 run or a plus 15 pass on a drive, all right you you you're going to you score a touchdown like 50% of the time. Half the time you got a chance to score a touchdown. Okay? If you don't have an explosive play in a drive, you have a 5% chance of scoring a touchdown. Right. And that's that's big. All right? And so and usually the team that wins the explosive play battle usually is going to win 75% of the time. So, I wanted to know are we creating enough big plays in the first half? Did we take enough shots? Did we you know do the things we needed to do you know uh, run the deep, deep overs and throw the posts and throw the verticals and do those type of things to create explosive plays or explosive runs that so we run a reverse you know just things like that right and then the next thing i wanted to know is that that about okay what which plays are giving us negative plays it may be a run it may be hey our pass protection is not not good enough to hold up against these guys we're getting too many negative plays out of our drop back pass game all right so let's 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 stay out of that for a while and get the more quick game and just try to stay on schedule um so um because i think it's like like uh, the team that that uh that that has a negative negative play jumps if you have a negative play you score just like nine percent of the time on a drive all right um, like a sack or something like that. If you can have no, like a jump off sides, a sack, things like that. And that doesn't even mean a completion. That just means a sack. Just throw it away. Right. If you can't, if you, if you don't jump off sides, right. I think you go up to like a 40%, you, you increase your odds of like 40% of scoring on that drive. So those are all the things I was looking for at halftime that when I came out. And then I always held back. All right. Something in the game plan formationally. That I did not run in the first half. Mm-hmm. It may be unbalanced. It may be uh, unbalanced in a boundary. It may be a bone look. It may be, you know, twelve. Per- it may be something that, that's in the game plan, out of out of personnel or out of formation. It may be empty or whatever. I always held something back because I what I wanted was to come out the second half and early and show them something that they had did not see in the first half. Because I wanted their coaches coaching on the sideline, right? While, while the game was going on, so uh, those are kind of things I did at halftime.
0: So looking at the explosives, and we've we've talked about the importance of that again and again throughout this season, and we've also talked about the idea of of giving different presentation to things. So were you more likely to take that those explosive plays that worked and and repeat them sometime in the second half, as they were you know scripted and Formation? Or were you looking to change the presentation on those, and coming back to those again?
1: So I would usually go into a game with somewhere. I mean, I think you should take shots. You know, at least seven shots a game. You know, so I'm so you're looking at, you know, two a quarter, take your shots. So as you game plan that, um, you know, so a lot of it's a lot of it's based on coverage and you know what you know, but. You know what you're seeing, but what you're trying to do is 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 to me is is you're trying to force them into a coverage you want by formation to take your shot. So to answer your question, yes, the shots don't really change a lot, okay? It's dug deep, double over post, it's double post over. It's you know all the all the cross country shots you see everybody throwing. you know it's short short corner, high corner, things like that. Uh, so it was more like, hey, let's build a couple different formations and show them a different presentation. But it would and try to create the coverage we want uh, to, to throw these shots. So I guess my long of it is to answer your question is, yeah, those didn't change much. The shots didn't change much, but but the presentation of the shots did.
0: Coach, if you were to go into a halftime and you know it, it does happen from time to time, you don't have a lot of those things that are. Uh, the positives for you or highlighted. I know for us, we'd always, we'd highlight the the efficient plays, right? And we, you know, would have definition for what, what that means to us, if it was a run, pass, et cetera. But, you know, those times where, man, right now we're not in rhythm, not a lot's working great. What do you look to do then to get things jump-started so that the second half's going to start in a positive way and and build hopefully to something that's going to get you on track?
1: So my first thought is, how can I make it easier on the O line? All right, because usually when you're not having success on on offense, is because you're struggling in the front. Okay, because coverages are coverages, and you know your concepts are your concepts on the outside. So what what's what's our runs? What's our runs that can keep me on schedule? All right. So what to, how can I minimize my run package for the second half? that my, my guys feel good about, and if it means even though I'm a tempo spread team or, you know, that type of team, if it means that, that I am, I'm minimizing what my call sheet is to things that we've had some success with in the front first half in the run, that guys feel good about, that I have to kind of grind out a few first downs and just run the football, then i got to be willing to do that. And then the next thing is, is is how, what are, what are my exposed? Can I create my explosive plays with my quick game? You know, can I create, you know, jet sweeps? Can I create bubble screens? Can I create, get the ball out quick to space? You know, as soon as you start making some first downs, your guys start feeling better. Mm -hmm. Right. But if I'm back to thinking I'm down a couple and let me, let me just start, you know, throwing deep digs and posts and, you know, comebacks and stuff like that. And I'm holding the ball in the back end. And all of a sudden it's a sack, and then then you know it's just human nature as coaches, and we start to get impatient. Like we want to score right now. Which, is, which was always my biggest problem. You know, if you come out and you're you're struggling moving the football, now I just I'm we're also pressing as coaches, we're searching for things that that just we're almost begging for a few yards, right? You've been in those games, right, yeah, Keith? Right. Where you're just you're hoping something good happens, a pass interference, anything, right? Just to kind of give me some yards and get me going. So I want to go back to my base. Okay, I want to go back to my base. Things we know, things that we've done a million times, and, and let our kids just play their way out of it.
0: Because there's the that human side of it too. And you mentioned, you know, doing some things that the guys feel good about. And we've talked about all aspects of bringing in the data, talking to the coaches, getting that plan together. But what's the approach with? the players, both, I think, in getting information from them and uh, making sure that the mindset's right, whether you're up big or, or down at that point, making sure that the mindset is right going into the second half.
1: Yeah, so usually, like, we'll, we'll meet, you know, there's only 12, 12 minutes you got, so, you know, you you meet quickly on that, so that's pretty quick as a staff. And then, you, then everybody jumps to their position, guys, um, and just kind of go over any kind of reminders, anything that they need to talk to their guys about, um, and then at the at the end, then, then we'll, I'll grab the offense together on the board, and I'll have the old line coach jump up quickly, and he'll go, all right, here's here's the here's the two runs or three runs or whatever that we're going to make work this half, all right? And he'll draw them up. Here's the looks you're getting. This is this is what we need to do. And then by then you're almost running out of time, to be honest with you, all right? And so so then I'll, I'll, I usually will jump up and. And say, hey, look, we got to get the, we're going to get the ball out quick to you guys in space. We got to do a great job blocking on the perimeter. Uh, we just got to start creating first downs, man. All right, so don't, let's don't think touchdowns, let's think first downs. Okay, the touchdowns will show up. Okay, let's just think first downs. So if you got to lower your pads and make us a first down instead of trying to make twelve guys miss to go score, score, don't. Okay, lower your pads, run over a guy, just get us a first down. And because because the kids get impatient too which is, which is just kind of goes with, you know, guys being in tempo offenses that are, I mean, I think God, two, two or three years ago, I think our average, for the whole season, our average length of scoring drive was like two minutes and 17 seconds. So your kids are used to scoring quickly. They're used to going bang, 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 Oh, you know, run down, call, play, touchdown. And so when things aren't going good, they get impatient too. So we all have to kind of, Take a breath, calm down, and understand, hey, let's just go make first downs. Touchdowns will show up.
0: On the uh, other side of things, things are going really well, and maybe you have uh, a few plays that you've really had a ton of success with in the first half. How much do you guys think about what might their adjustment be? Um, based on you know data you have already, film you've watched, adjustments they've made, do you spend any time thinking about that and then any kind of adjustment or tweak you might have to make if, if they do those things? Yeah,
1: not really. I don't, am not a big guy chasing ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of from the school of the defense has to prove to me they can stop it. So if so I've got some things that are, that are really working well the run game or whatever, I'm notorious for, I just keep calling them. Mm-hmm. I keep calling them until, prove to me i can't call that anymore or i can now recognize the adjustment they've made to stop it and then hopefully i've got an answer to that all right, right. so you know it's just like if you're I iso team and you're running iso 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 you know for for eight nine yards a clip and all of a sudden they're barreling the, the linebackers or the linebackers are shooting the gaps and you know they're run stunting and all that all right well then i gotta know okay i got them I got him now. Now what's my answer to that to take advantage of what they're doing to stop ISO? So I, so that's how offense builds. All right. You got to be known for something. right? right. Can't be known as having that best 150 plays in football. Okay. You got to be known that like tight zone. All right. I know the defensive coordinator knows he has to stop tight zone and I'm going to run tight zone. Okay. So, uh, or you're going to run stretch or power or whatever your base runs are. The defensive guys know that, right? And so, um, you have to be known for something and then you have to have a good plan of adjusting to the adjustments that they make. And that's what brought us to this conversation because I saw that in a lot of games this weekend of guys really doing good jobs at halftime, you know, both defensively and offensively of adjusting what their probably game plan was to adjust to what was actually happening on the field. That's what kind of spurred his conversation. I thought that that this this week it was. I just kind of happened to notice it this week. As far as some staffs did a really good job, some players did a really good job of adjusting their, their what I thought they were they were trying to do in the first half to take advantage of what they were seeing and then come out in the second half and had very good second halves.
0: Well, Coach, looking at especially for some of the younger coaches out there, right? I mean, we we, we certainly threw a lot out in terms of things you need to look at in a short period of time. And we talked more about what you look at in that period of time than you actually get during that time. What's a simple approach, do you think, especially for a guy who's a little bit newer to the game as well as guys who've got to deal with uh, maybe a younger team as well?
1: Yeah, well, there's there, to me there's kind of two things that, that I really, I think informationally are good to have. Now, you got to remember, you're also getting information all through the first half, right? Mm-hmm. You know, between series, you're getting information. So you're starting. So this isn't something like we got to go in and and oh my god, let's talk about it all right now. We should be compiling this and 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 having our you know our tendency sheets or whatever you know you want to do. All right about all right. Here's our pressure downs. But you know, I think I think for me as a play caller, I really want to just know is I want to know what's the pressures and when do they come. Okay? And then give me the coverage in front by formation. So if I can just know those two things, all right, it really helps me as a play caller. If I know in three by one open three by one, all right, is that I'm catching many, you know eighty percent of the time, that helps me as a play caller, right. as opposed to I know I'm catching one free, all right? where we're in two by two, I'm catching more, I'm catching quarters. Well, I'm not catching quarters. I'm catching more cover three, all right? So that helps me as a play caller if I have that information. And the next information that helps me is pressures, okay? Not as much what the pressure is, but when is the pressure? Mm -hmm. Because hopefully you've built your offense to handle pressure and protection or with hots or whatever, right? Right. But as a play caller, I need to know when are the pressure. When is this guy – when is is he up? third down pressure guy is he a second long pressure guy so then as a play caller you know I, I i know that then i can then those are that's valuable information to me as a play caller
0: coach some great information today for us and as we've been saying all season long another week of, of football it's a tough job but we're gonna have to sit down and watch some more football this weekend yeah it's moving along yeah definitely it's it's been fun too to see this this season some different names up in the rankings constantly changing changed again this week but uh gives you the opportunity to 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 look at what other people are doing and what they're successful with. And, you know, the, the beauty of this game that it's, uh, you know, it's not the same for everybody that that all kinds of different things can work if you work at it and do it well.
1: Well, Alabama got beat. So that gave everybody hope, right? Right. At every level. Look at Alabama could get beat, (laughs) you know, and that was a great football game. Jimbo did. They did a great, I mean, you know, I mean, coach Saban's like one of the best ever. And uh, you know, you know, at some point you knew it was going to happen. Right, But I really think that uh, – I think that, uh, I mean, as far as the confidence level of a, of a team like Texas A&M, who's a really good football team, but kind of sitting there, you know, kind of just kind of sitting on the fence a little bit and all of a sudden to go out and play the way they did and, and beat a – you know, for whatever reasons, right? But anyway, they, they won, you know, and beat an Alabama team. Just look at, the, look at the confidence that that gives that group going into the second half of the season. For the end of the season, so I mean, it's just, it's just interesting. It's going to be fun, fun next four weeks.
0: Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. And as always, I appreciate your time, and we'll talk again soon.
1: You bet, brother. Thank you. And hey, the Browns, I'm still a Browns fan.
0: <laughs> Me too, at least for another week. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator podcast. Continue to follow all we're doing this season at coachingcoordinator.com. And follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.